0: Our scripture this morning comes from the 12th chapter of Hebrews, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross disregarding its shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God as God's good word for us this morning Well, we are here to celebrate our heritage, the Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. And part of that heritage, of course, is the history and heritage of our country. We uh, remember during this week those who ventured uh, from faraway places to come to this country in search of new life and a new way of living. We most closely associate Thanksgiving, of course, with the Pilgrims and Plymouth Colony, which was established in the 1600s. William Bradford, the first governor of Plymouth Colony, wrote these words about the beginnings of the Pilgrims' journey and the beginnings of Plymouth Colony. Being thus past the vast ocean, Bradford wrote, they had now no friends to welcome them, no inns to entertain or refresh their weather-beaten bodies, no houses or much less towns to repair to, to seek succor. And for the season, it was winter and they that know the winters of that country know them to be sharp and violent and subject to cruel and fierce storms dangerous to travel to known places and more so to search an unknown coast besides what could they see but a hideous and desolate wilderness full of wild beasts and wild men Thus. Bradford went on to say, Thus, out of small beginnings, greater things have been produced by his hand, that made all things of nothing, and gives being to all things that are. And as one small candle may light a thousand, so the light here kindled hath shown to many, yea, in sort to our whole nation. Let the glorious name of Jehovah have all the praise. And with those words, the Plymouth Colony was established and began. Uh, part of what we do at Thanksgiving is give thanks for uh, those great witnesses, that cloud of witnesses that enables us to enjoy the freedoms that we have. Part of that cloud of witnesses are the founders of the Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. Thomas and Alexander Campbell, Barton Stone, Walter Scott. They had a simple idea in the early 1800s. Presbyterian ministers, all of them, who had decided that there were too many divisions in the church, too much fragmentation, too many pointing of fingers, too many of, uh, words of, you're not like us, therefore we are not going to associate with you. This is all within the church. And so each of them in their own particular parishes had experienced significant kinds of divisions. Sometimes as many as three or four divisions within the communities and within the areas that they live. All of them, in different places, decided something very similar. As Thomas Campbell said in the Declaration and Address, the church is intended to be constitutionally and intentionally one. All this fighting and all this division and all this, you're not like us, therefore we are not going to like you, all that's got to Stop. Christ didn't call us to that. Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, didn't ever envision, in fact, he prayed that the church would be one. And so our founders said, you know, enough of this. We're going to start a unity, a movement for Christian unity. We're going to see if we can bring everything together. And almost uh, 200 years later, we're, we're still trying. We're trying to do that. And in our small way in this church on this this corner of North and Sixth Street with uh, three other churches very close by, uh, as best as we have been able, we've tried to find ways to work together, do things together. Uh, The Christmas Cantata that will be coming up in just a couple, two, three weeks is one example of that. We'll have five churches that are going to join together to present that, that music To all of us. That's part of who we are. That's part of what we believe. That division God never intended for us to be divided. That God never intended us to look at other people, whether they're within the church or outside the church, and decide why we can't associate with them or why our differences or our arguments Uh, with others have to be so great that we can't recognize and look into another person's eyes and see that they're brother or sister. Brother and sister uh, given to us by God through Christ. Somebody to uh, appreciate and cherish. In this church, the cloud of witnesses that surround us. I thought about the preachers that Uh, preceded me in the 20th century. This church is very uh, blessed that once people come here uh, they stay here preachers. Now I'll say that for the other five. I'm not going to necessarily count me in that group. I am blessed. I hope you feel like you're blessed because I've been here uh, as long as I have. I know Nancy and I certainly feel that way. But here are the five folks that that preceded me, Newton Jessup, in the early part of the 20th century, up to about the time of the Great Depression, uh, the church actually experienced its greatest period of growth during the 25 years that Newton Jessup was here. I don't know if any of you were here when Newton Jessup is, was here, but I know uh, Rachel Radebush, who unfortunately is in, in the hospital, she was here. She was born, I think, or she was here when Newton Jessup was uh pastor of this church. Doyle Mullen, who came to this church, uh, succeeded Jessup. And Doyle Mullen uh, uh, led a great transformation in this congregation. So that 150 people of this church went across the river and helped to establish what is now Federated Church of West Lafayette. And Doyle Mullen was a, a big part of that. In fact, Doyle Mullen was the first pastor a federated church. Uh, Reverend Peace who came to this this church uh, succeeded Doyle Mullen. You're in this sanctuary uh, in large part because of the leadership that Reverend Peace gave to this congregation as they embarked upon uh, creating and building a new sanctuary. That was in the 1950s that that happened. And of course Joe Wick succeeded Reverend Peace. And Joe Wick was here 25 years. And Joe Wick was not only the pastor for this congregation, but became known throughout this community uh, for his great ability to speak. But more than that, his great ability to show compassion and love for others. Had a, a wonderful, wonderful ministry to this community and in this church. Reverend Jack Snellgrove, who was my immediate predecessor. and Jack had a 14-year ministry here. Uh, Probably of of the many significant things that were part of that ministry, perhaps the most significant. Uh, Jack Snellgrove led this congregation during a time when a, 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 a traumatic and very tragic fire uh, caused about a half a million dollars of damage to, uh, to this facility. And Jack, along with uh, many lay people, including Ralph Ward and others, uh, led this congregation to rebuild and to restore and to move on beyond that. We're surrounded by a great cloud, uh, cloud of witnesses. We have a lot to be thankful for. We have been very, very blessed. In the greater church, we can remember folks like Diedrich Bonhoeffer in the 20th century who was willing to risk all and did risk all for the sake of other people, for the sake of Jewish people in, in Nazi Germany, who stood up in the confessing church of Germany and said, this isn't right, who moved from pacifism to say, we can, uh, we can settle this peaceably, who understood uh, and came to understand that, as he said, when a madman's driving the truck, you've got to stop the madman he became involved in a, in a plot to overthrow and to do away with, with Hitler that cost him his life. Remember folks like Martin Luther King Jr., who in the 1960s stood on a bridge in Alabama to say, your division is wrong. We, we're better people than this. We can do better than this. We can be better than this. God's called us to be more than this. And in in the face of uh, speaking those kinds of words that made so much sense, the people that King stood on the bridge with suffered senseless violence at the hands of legal authority. The church has always been about bringing people together. That's what the cloud of witnesses say to us. Church has always been about standing up for other people of building bridges, of moving on. And we get all that and we receive all that from Jesus, who was the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Because Jesus is calling us not only to be uh, faithful, to endeavor to follow Christ, but to recognize Jesus as the perfecter that we can do more, and that we can do better, that we can be better through the power of the Holy Spirit, through what God does. The image uh, that, that's created here is that we should be in training and that we need to endure and that we need to move on and that we need to persevere in the face of differences that exist in the faces of uh, voices that say we, we need to separate, we need to divide, in the face of all that to say, no, we don't. That's not what God intended for us. That's not what the cloud of witnesses say to us. That's not what Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, says to us. He says we're all God's children. And the church's got to figure out a way to, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit to help make that happen. To remind people that the kingdom of God is near in Christ Jesus. And to run that race... And run it well. Well, it isn't easy. Being green, as Kermit the Frog reminds us, and it's not easy being Christian. We're asked to do some some tough things. And the cloud of witnesses that surround us did some of those tough things. Risked much from small beginnings. Great things have come. And that cloud of witnesses challenges us, that cloud of witnesses that surrounds us, challenges us to dream big, to endure much for the sake of Jesus Christ. To stand up and give voice to those who are powerless that don't have a voice. To stand strong and to endure To be God's people. Not people of this world, but kingdom people. Godly people. Keep on keeping on. Well, it was a great movie that came out a few years ago. Finding Dory and there's been a... Or Finding Nemo. The new one's Finding Dory. Uh, came out a few years ago one one thing sprang from that movie many things but there was one line that that caught on just keep swimming so if you saw the movie hopefully this will remind you of how that all came about if you didn't see the movie uh, maybe this will inspire you either way just keep swimming When we see the disciplined, loving, strong, merciful, and faithful way that Jesus ran the race, we should be motivated to lace up our running shoes, to grasp the baton, and to sprint to the finish line, to just keep swimming. We've got a cloud of witnesses that have surrounded us, that have showed us, through the strength and power of Christ's love and Christ's grace, exactly how to do that and, and what to do. This season of Thanksgiving, be thankful to God for all that God has done. Remember the cloud of witnesses that surround you. And just keep swimming. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the witness of Jesus Christ, pioneer and perfecter of our faith, Christ who ran the race for our sakes, sacrificed for our sakes, was risen and resurrected for us. God, we thank you for that. We thank you for the cloud of witnesses that you put in our lives as constant reminders of how the race can be can be run and how Christ through his grace enables us to do that. For it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen.